welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. So this week I had something happen that was one of those moments that I feel like will be easy, easier to explain this concept um, because I can give you a very specific moment when it happened. So on this podcast, I it's really important to me to talk about the intersection of strategy, tactic, and tools, and all the things you need to do to learn how to do to master to achieve what it is you want, right? To ask for money, to show up online, to get visible, to get noticed, to achieve your dreams and your goals. And I also know that I can give you all the tactics and tools and how-tos and templates and scripts. And one of the hardest parts of actually taking action is what we are thinking. So I started studying this idea of like the inner monologue, the inner the inner voice that we have. There's a lot of different ways that people teach it years ago. And when I learned about it and like really got to understand it, it it gave me a lot of freedom and a lot of understanding about like what the hell was happening and why certain things were really hard and why certain things were really easy. So this internal chatter, it's kind of like we have two different personalities, right? Like we have that internal monologue. We think hundreds of thousands of thoughts each day. We're not saying them, but we're thinking them. Like we're literally thinking them all the time. So earlier this week, I had a podcast interview scheduled. And in the morning, I got up, I went to the gym because this is the year of strong. And I go to the gym, I lift weights, and I was at the gym and I was lifting weights. And I just caught this chatter of this inner voice in preparation for this guest to be on the podcast. And it was like, I hope she likes me. I want her to like me. I hope she likes me. I And it was like this flavor of like, like me, like me, like me, like me, which even thinking it and then seeing it was like, oh, why am I thinking that? Um, it, like it, 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 it brought up, it brought up like, gosh, I wish I wasn't thinking that, right? Like, why am I seeking this person's approval? Um, I, I, it was like, it was like a conundrum, right? But I also understand that through this work, like through this coaching work that I've been doing, through this mindset work that I've been doing, through positive psychology, all of it, like the why behind it. So I'm going to dig into like what happened next. So I finished at the gym and I was like, you know what? I just want to go for a walk. So I went outside for a walk. I took my earbuds out and I just let myself think without listening to music, listening to a podcast, talking to a phone, talking to a friend on a phone, just think, right? Like openly think. And I let my mind wander and I sort of asked myself questions like, what is, what's going on, Christina? What's this about? And I was like, why do you want this person who is a mentor of yours? Like, why is it important that she like you? I was asking myself this, like, imagine stepping out of your brain and asking yourself that, like, the why behind what it is you're thinking. And your flavor of it may not be to be liked. It may be like, hey, what's going on? Like, what's this insecurity about? What is this judgment about? You know, just really asking from a kind and curious lens. And what I realized and what I said was, well, I really like her 
because she's very unapologetically her. She feels, it seems to me like she feels very comfortable in her skin. The emails that she writes, the blogs that she writes, the, her, her stories seem very honest and raw and true. They're also like joyous and they're, they're the real deal right? It doesn't feel like she's trying to fit into a box. And I really like that about her. And the sort of through line for me was, and that's important to me too. And that's something I'm always working on. That's something I'm always inching towards, right? Is making sure that I'm not watering down my voice, that I'm not genericizing what it is I'm saying so that everyone will agree. And that need to be feel like we're approved by her was a way for my primitive brain to just feel secure in that moment, right to feel secure. So hopefully you're with me. I know this is a little bit meta, this example, or this idea if this is new to you of that internal. She's also sometimes like, the internal mean girl, the internal worst critic, like that's the chatter that I'm talking about. And that was the chatter that came up. And, you know, I've also heard it before. And I really like this analogy of like, it's kind of like we have two different parts of our brain. We have our prefrontal executive functioning part of our brain, which is great at making decisions, which is very clear headed. And then we have like the toddler in the back seat, which is not if you if you've if you have a child, if you've been around child, they they don't have that executive functioning yet, right? That's not fully developed. So they cry over not getting the blue cup, right? They pitch a fit over something really small. And that was kind that's kind of this idea of this mindset that was like, oh, I really want to be liked. It was like that part, that toddler in the back seat of my brain saying that. So went for a walk, really, really kind of arrived at this idea of like, oh, what you really like about this mentor of yours is that she's freely, unapologetically being her. And that's something that you're working towards. And like, that's, that makes sense. And there was like this peace with that thought once I arrived at the why I was thinking it in the first place. And, it, and instead of like smushing the thought down, smushing the chatter down, grinding through the interview and just feeling a little weird, because when we're thinking thoughts like I want to be liked or I want this person to think I have my crap together or I want to seem professional or whatever your version is, we come across to that person is kind of weird or kind of off because we're in our own head, right? So if I'm going down a thought spiral that is not helpful and I'm in a discovery meeting, or I'm on an interview, or I'm at a networking meeting, and I'm in my own head about that, I'm not coming across like as my best, or just most, most truest version of myself, because I'm in my own head, like I'm overthinking it, right? So don't grind through it. Don't push away that thought, let that thought like be explored for a second, which is what I did. And then make peace with it, which is the next layer of it of what I did. And then for me, that that was all I needed to just like get back to me, get back to showing up for the interview, asking the questions, sharing the stories, being who I wanted to be in that moment. And also like, it's okay to admire people. It's okay. That is what, literally why we have 
mentors, coaches, people we admire, authors, speakers, right? It's okay, right? But it's not okay to come across, but it's not okay to shape shift and mask yourself and be some flavor or version of yourself that you think that they will like. You with me? That's when we get into trouble. When that toddler climbs up from the back seat to the front seat and starts taking the wheel and says, we got to be liked. We got to be, we got to appear like this. We got to appear like that. No. Instead, remaining with the executive functioning part of our brain, driving and saying, I got you. It's okay. So the way that I see it is we have two options, okay? There's two very distinct and specific options we have to choose from in our life. Option one, we could be kind to ourselves. We can like, adore, love the shit out of ourselves. The weird part, the awkward part, the socially anxious part, the confident part, the courageous part, like all of it, right? Before seeking approval from others, right? Skipping that thought spiral. We get to adore ourselves and seek approval from ourselves, like approve ourselves, right? That's option one. The other option is we can stay out of the arena. So Brene Brown talks a lot about the idea of like, when she was on that TED talk that went viral, she got a lot of criticism and it hurt. And then she realized, I'm in the fucking arena. So unless you're in the arena with me and you're on the stage, I'm not, you don't get to judge me. I'm not taking your 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 uh, two cents, right? So you can stay out of out of the arena. But I find staying out of the arena keeps you stuck. It keeps you in rinse and repeat. It keeps you in same old. It's boring. I've done this before. Year over year, there's not a lot of change. And you still have that nudge to something you actually want to do and you're not doing it. So that's option two. I choose option one. I choose option one. I'd rather love, adore, like myself first. I'd rather do that first and move towards the thing, like the next layer of growth, the next layer of the edge, right, of what it is I'm working on and make peace with the toddler brain in the backseat who has a lot of chatter and a lot of insecurity and a lot of questions and a lot of reasons why we should just stay home and, you know, not show up online, not record a podcast, not do this, not do that. And I'd rather choose option one and get in the arena. So I hope you will too. This has been for sure on my mind because I'm finishing up the content for the live cohort of Outreach Genius. And we're really kicking it off with this masterclass, which is the how to say it masterclass, which is really all about these, like, how do you show up? How do you say the words? How do you show up as you? Like, I don't want to give you a script. You're at a networking meeting. You're on a Zoom call. You're at a defunder meeting. You're on a discovery call. And how do you do it and still show up as you and yet still show up as magnetic, like show up as the best version of you? So we're going to be talking about nonverbal cues. We're going to be talking about verbal cues, everything. And I find this stuff so interesting to me because that's the mix of, that's strategy, right? That is, you know, these are these are some things that can spark doubt in people. These are some ways that can spark confidence in people, right? 
those things matter. And what matters more than that is how you feel about you going into that meeting and how you feel about you after the meeting. How we talk to ourselves after we do the thing, after the TED Talk, after the podcast, after sending the email, after asking the funder for money. That arguably is more important than the entire fucking process. And that is because how we talk to ourselves, whether or not we were kind or not to ourselves, is what will, will inform whether or not we choose to do it again. So... If you are kind to yourself, and kind doesn't mean that you don't evaluate and you don't say, you know, I'd like to do X, Y, or Z different this time, next time. Kind is, damn, you did it. You got out there. I'm proud of you. Kind is that, not that was stupid. You sounded bad. Da 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 da. Right? You should have said it differently. Right? So how you talk to yourself after you do any sort of prospecting, any sort of outreach, any sort of putting yourself out there is so, so important. So we're going to be discussing that as well. That is later on in in the live sprint. If you want to join us and you're listening to this in the future and we've already started, you can still come. You can watch the replays. You can join us for the live sessions. It's not too late. I like to think about like, it's never too late. It's never too late to learn any of this stuff. This is perfect. This course is perfect for nonprofits, social impact business owners, solopreneurs and consultants. Like we all have to prospect, we all have to lead gen, we all have to put ourselves out there and it's hard and it's uncomfortable. And there's a way to do it that feels a lot better and I will walk you through that process and we're going to have some fun. I'll see you next time. Like what you're hearing and want to take this to the next level? I want to invite you to go to purposeandprofit.club to watch my free class. In there, I will tell you the number one thing that's keeping your nonprofit or social impact business stuck and what to do instead. Go to purposeandprofit.club. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network? Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact-driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.